Now when we start uh, uh, tasting some sort of liberation, <coughs> means well-being, we begin to, to feel that uh, many of the things what we thought took it for granted and we never thought further about such things that what religion tells us. Religion tells us means what we pick up from others, our parents and our family members and the surrounding people, the teachers, the, the church. You know this, uh, uh, to our bad luck, we don't have very many liberated people to give us what the liberating religion in its purity. So what we get is contaminated religion. So then uh, uh, what uh, uh, brings us to a sort of awareness is this, that many of the things are sort of questionable. It doesn't mean that they are not true as such, but sometimes it may not reach anywhere close to what we we are convinced of or we were made to be convinced of. Now a thing like uh, we always hear that religion is a way to God, a means to God and it should facilitate like a, a, a guide or a tutor or a teacher without threatening the child or the student uh, take uh, make the way easier or point the way so that the, the student or the child can without being threatened go to the goal of what we say we uh, religion should lead us to God in a way. <coughs> now uh, I am becoming, uh, it may not be true that whatever, what all things I say is correct but uh, what I feel now becoming more and more aware is this that uh, in a way religion is uh, is crushing my freedom freedom to do what I like is not that what I am saying the freedom to enjoy the freedom now if God allows us to have freedom to be playing with him or to be with him, to, to accompany him or to enjoy his company, to be in his presence, to be close to him, etc., etc. What uh, does our religion do for us? Is that in a way, knowingly or unknowingly or uh, purposely or uh, unintentionally, we are somehow kept away from God through fear. And in some other place I have talked a lot about uh, this fear factor in religion. Now, in our religion, from childhood onwards, what we feel is, even a, 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 a child after the first communion um, uh, learning, you know, a child doesn't feel free to run into the church to see uh, uh, it's God. On a Christmas day, a child runs to the crib. That, that sort of freedom a child doesn't get when it comes to God outside Christmas time.
Christmas time because it is something, you know, that statue of baby Jesus is there and all. So there is a lot of <coughs> spontaneity there and freedom there. So they run to see that baby there. But the, the pull towards God to go free, freely to God. Now, uh, certain points are being repeated because they are important or they come like that. Now, how many of us feel now we entered into the chapel, you know, today, several times before some of you entered, some maybe at least once or twice, okay? Uh, the entry point is, uh, that moment is not a moment of joy, if I say uh, that way some sort of uh, discomfort is there that I am going to a God who requires a certain amount of conditions means my purity and free from sin etc etc so this uh, freedom to feel free feel to be as we are, as spontaneous as we are and uh, as bad as we are, as sinful as we are, but there is no restriction to go to God. Now the whole thing is uh, in our religion, uh, I don't know whether people are, are aware of this because most of us from top to bottom do not deal on feeling level. We've we deal only on the idea doctrinal level. Even just recently I uh, read some Ratzinger saying that what is necessary is the correct way of reflection. You know, uh, that word is very much used, correct way of reflection, what God is, etc., what religion is, you know, with regard to this, uh, our, uh, uh, this pluralistic way of uh, going about theologians, you know, is warning. Uh, we have to be authentic to the correct reflection. So we don't need any feeling in reflection. Uh, we can reflect and find out whether it is correct or not, mathematically or logically. But when we come to this, the God, the God to whom I should have a personal relationship. How do I relate? And what does religion do for me? Does it prevent me in some way or other? Maybe it is due to my misunderstanding. That doesn't matter. But religion should facilitate, make it easy for me to go to God as I am. But our training is the opposite. I cannot go even in a Hindu religion. Purity is very much needed, etc. In one way it is good. One has to have a bath. In Muslim religion, before they get into the mosque, they have to have a wash. Okay, so that prepares the mind, we are told. But how far this sort of a thing restricts the freedom to approach God? And in our religion is much more threatening. In the, in the Hindu religion they go for a bath and there is nobody sitting and asking, are you 
purified and cleaned etc etc but that is in the part of life as such but that sort of a guilt feeling what we pick up is not put into them this is what I I feel because I have not come across this sort of and in our religion the, the tremendous amount of guilt that means pulling back uh, you are not uh, worthy enough this question of worthiness makes many of us not to enjoy God not to enjoy prayer not to enjoy sitting with God uh, or not to enjoy sitting with oneself or in seclusion or in silence in the simplest way to say to be a silent you know because the moment we are silent inside inside too much commotion is there so our religion uh, it's uh, not so good to say I use the word uh, uh, thrives thrives on guilt whether it is maliciously done or not I don't say it is uh, Holy Spirit inspired I would say it is because of lack of freedom, liberation, experiences. If we go only by theology, if we go only by reflection, what happens to the person inside? Okay? What happens to the person inside concretely? That is a question each one of us should ask. And we should be bothered about such things more and more rather than just hearing what God wants and what is said in the Bible. You know? And if we hear our usual sermons, it is quotations and yesterday morning I, by chance I heard one radio program. <coughs> okay, when I put on the radio, one preacher was, the, the amount of quotation, you know, and uh, if you feel, okay, <coughs> at least this is what I... Now, where is the touching factor in the heart? Hearing, understanding, all that is there. But what is the touching factor? <coughs> and in our Catholic context, <coughs> many of us don't get touched unless there is some guilt in us. anybody wants to challenge me, you can challenge me. You talk about love, nobody gets touched. You cannot move an audience with, with uh, speaking about love. But you can move the hardest hearted person. You have to start talking about guilt. Oh, that works. It, it, it's a miraculous thing for us Catholics. Because we have been brought up in that, nothing else can uh, stir us up except guilt. I'm not worthy before God. And so many other shades of the guilt. Okay? So, when I'm bothered about that if I'm not up to the mark, how can I relish the relationship? How can I relish the, the, the presence? How can I relish the companionship? This I have to ask. Okay. 
Now, we are told in that parable, <coughs> it's only a story, but you know, the, the man comes, he, the boy comes back and he is not bothered about having a bath. He is bothered about uh, telling the father what all sins he committed. But father was lost in his, in his joy that the son came. So these things didn't bother him and he was only bothered about celebration. Okay? The joy. Now, from the Father, it's very acceptable for us. <coughs> very much acceptable for us. Okay, he is very good, he is great, etc. And if he is God, he is a forgiving God. But uh, if we have to put in the place of that boy, then we are not able to even a bit enjoy what the father is going through. We cannot uh, identify with the joy of the father. We will be all the time bothered about the unworthiness, like the son. So when do we have the, the confidence that I can go to God? As I am. And it's not necessary that I should clear all the dirt before I can be with God. By this I am not denying the necessity of purification, of course, uh, there you don't misunderstand that. But what I am trying to say is, now I feel that my, my upbringing prevents me to be free in front of God. And my upbringing is not just an isolated upbringing. And this is what now, uh, as I come into contact with various people, not only my own, my own type of people, okay, various groups of people, various social strata, etc., various languages, various cultures and all this, what I realize is, this is what is being imparted into the, through the Catholic tradition, okay? The concrete tradition, I'm not talking about the doctrinal tradition. So many of us are restricted, restricted to be free to enjoy being close to God or to God as and where we are, as and where the condition, there is a phrase, you know, you come and take as the big place as it is now, okay? So this sort of, uh, of uh, restriction, from where did it come? Did I create consciously? Did I create unconsciously, unknowingly? I won't agree that it happened to me both ways. I will say it was given to me because from childhood onwards this God factor is introduced into me because no child is able to understand that there is a God and I should go and worship etc. So all that what I have today, much of it is given to me and very little of it 
uh, is produced by me because we are generally we are lazy people we enjoy swallowing priests are no exception with the all their theology and philosophy let a fellow come with a wonderful uh, devotional preaching they will swallow the whole thing but afterwards they may talk about it but swallowing has taken place already so they, it has gone into the system discussion about it is different so this sort of a laziness or this sort of a habit of swallowing from others without personalizing makes us again weak and we don't realize that how we are getting more and more restricted from a religion point of view now how as a whole i have repeated many times if we are little more sensitive maybe sometimes what i say is not all that correct you know our catholic population is not known to be happy population people here and there okay people have got personal difficulties and all that thing i'm not saying but the general feeling that here is a group of people they are happy happy with god happy with god means happy with others and what we see is that religion somehow though the role of religion is to permeate to teach us to permeate god into human being but our tradition somehow has isolated god into the chapel or to the church or to some pilgrim places or some holy places is a sort of a separation and this also is is absorbed in us we cannot spontaneously think of god thinking of god is a special time factor thinking of god uh, of god is, is a special effort factor otherwise it doesn't come spontaneously and then we talk about mystics they experience god in their breathing and in the nature etc when they look around and all but what are we supposed to do we are not supposed to experience god only when we become mystics we are supposed to experience god as we are there's nothing to be special about god or experiencing god and why we have to have this special experience because what was ordinary for us was removed from us and we are prevented from experiencing experiencing uh, the natural normal ordinary god factor and because of that what happens to us we are looking for something extraordinary otherwise not, that's not god so this religion which goes on making me to to look for god in a very special way and what is that religion that's our christianity our christianity 
So when I say this uh, for certain phrases, uh, there's no need to, to misunderstand and all that. What we have is our Christianity. And our Christianity makes us to feel, for, to look for God in an extraordinary way only. And forget completely about, I'm saying it this way, somebody can question me, where is it done? You are made to forget. What is happening to us? Maybe my expressions are not correct that way. Okay? We are supposed, we are, why do we just from childhood onwards let's think. And after joining the religious life, all our training has failed miserably to think about God. Normally, spontaneously, all the time. Why we have to just create some time for a retreat only to the special purpose is to only to think about God and to be with God. The rest of the eight of about the six and another three hundred and fifty-eight days of you know whatever calculation I made the correct or not. You know we are unable to experience God in the ordinary way so we have to set aside some days only to be with God. And isn't it a pathetic situation for us in, in our religion, in our religious formation, that all these trainings, what we for years and years with plenty of uh, money involved and plenty of human personnel involved and all that, finally what what do we achieve? Sort of zero. That we, we are nothing, we are nothing before God and we cannot relate with God, we cannot enjoy with God, we cannot have the, the, the feeling that we are in the presence of God, etc, etc. And then we say that these are all special graces from God only for some specially chosen persons only. These are, I, I feel like, say, sort of shit explanations. Because we just don't understand or we are not made to understand what's the simple way. So a lot of uh, ignorance is pushed into us. Ignorance is uh, painted or described as a darkness. Because we all have that experience. In the dark we cannot see the road. We cannot see the path. Okay? So then we just cannot go with confidence towards the goal we want to go. So if we go some up to, towards the goal, we, afterwards we realize that we come to know that we have reached somewhere else because we could not see. So then, how do we have the light without the experience? Some, someone telling us, however rich is the authority, without the personal experience, how can I rely on somebody else's experience if I don't have the experience? 
So how do I get light if I don't produce light for myself? Think concretely, not in the abstract. Think concretely. Now, when I walk in the dark and somebody says, Oh, you may not reach the goal. It is the moment of hope. Suppose I have not walked and another fellow says, I walked in the dark and I reach somewhere else. Okay, you have to believe that and this will lead you to the truth. Okay, it is easy for us to believe. That's why there is tremendous insistence on belief. Hardly any insistence on personal experience. How do I reach that in the dark? How do I become capable of, in the ignorance, produce some light which will take me to non-ignorance? It will take me through the light to the goal. How do I produce? In the darkness itself, how do I produce? Is it somebody bringing the light from outside or I have to produce my own light? I may not succeed to produce the light first day, second day, first week, first month, first year, second year, third year, fourth year. Maybe after many years of struggle, I produce one day little light to find the path. But till then, should I be or by all this sort of, you know, the tradition and you know, the, the doctrine, you know, all these experiences of others, the, all the things, and will it give you the light? Will it give me light unless I produce the light? Now, what is that light? I have to experience that I cannot take two, three steps in the direct, or in the correct uh, direction, without wavering because there is no personal experience. Now what you are telling me uh, uh, the simple expression or uh, example I always an orphan who never experienced love if uh, how, uh, whatever magnificent poetry is taught, uh, recited to her how can she know? Knowing has to become experiencing. Knowing is the thing that produces the, the light. So when the religion is going on for threatening us with our guilt, whether purposely or non-purposely or whether with wisdom or without wisdom, most probably without wisdom and without experience, it is easy to to impose, to thrust upon others guilt or any type of negatives than to bring in liberating factors. Because liberating factors cannot be given to others without tasting them. And that taste requires struggle. That, that taste, tasting of the truth, tasting of the light, tasting of the thing, uh, whatever it is, has to have personal experience. So when we do not have personal experience, we can go on talking big, big about everything. 
It's like uh, we had one Jesuit brother. He used to coach the boys thoroughly for football. But he never played football. Okay. He knew exactly all the techniques and all that. And he succeeded. Unlike our uh, Amma here, she says, I teach everybody how to give injection on an orange and perfectly well. But then, <laughs> then <laughs> so, you know, the, the thing is, teaching somebody is different from experiencing. So this example is very good. Is the mother church of ours teaching correct? Oh yes, teaching correctly. But how many of them are experiencing? And how many of them are only boasting about the authority? The knowledge. Experience is something else, no? So for the experience, we small people are too, not too small to think about our own personal experience and we small people have to become, have to start thinking that we are very big enough to think of personalizing our own experience, means to make our own personal experience. And uh, till then, if we do not create this sort of uh, confidence, I don't think we have any, any chance of, of personally experiencing our liberation. Or even beginning to come into that route, that path, you know, to have the personal experience. So when we, uh, we think of our religion, what we become more and more aware? This threat, or this restriction, or this sort of making us feel suffocated, and making us feel debilitated, unworthy, or no capacity. Somebody else has to come and carry us, take us, not that we should struggle on our own with the stick or without stick, with both legs or with one leg or one and a half legs, that I have to do that. Since we had been, uh, I mean all, all of us are uh, sort of, uh, you know, very good Since we had been trained in this sort of, I mean, uh, naturally, we are lazy. And then also this, you know, giving to us. In our tradition, this God experience is given to us very much. So we don't have to slog, we don't have to struggle, we don't have to, uh, you know, wait. Somebody produces and there it is ready. Only we have to go to such persons who are really holy, etc. 
so the the thing is that uh, <coughs> when i don't become active in my in my pursuit in my going after liberating truth then it's easy to just sit back now you give and this constant sort of a search when we go go into other religion they other uh, religions what we constantly come across is you have to be i know they give i am not saying that in our religion it's not there but in our religion more the whole, the priests are the one <coughs> who are making god and giving to people the prime duty of a priest is to make god and give it to the people the prime business of a priest is to make god and give it to the people okay but in other religions they will say but the the importance is given make the people realize that they can and they should by their own effort they have to find this god of theirs and this is one of the big drawbacks of our religion priests have taken over all the job of finding what god is through theology and philosophy and dish it out to others and then we are restricted to search search on our own no in many ways we are restricted because the 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 big one of the biggest restrictions is the fear that i will make mistakes that's not a restriction that i will make mistakes and i will miss god but if the priest hand over to me then i don't make any mistake so this sort of whether priest or a holy person both both together okay that's why our lord our catholic community in god search is very very lazy devotions are very wonderful because they don't cost much personal effort only to go here to go nine days and all these things go but the rest no no this the, the preacher does for us so what this sort of a restriction and being protected the need to be protected from where does it come what is the legitimacy of being protected in my search when a child we see that when it starts walking for the first time many times it falls why should if a mother protects that child will that child be able to walk any time 
In the same way, in our uh, in our God search, why we should sit with this sort of threat, this sort of fear that we will make mistakes and we should not make mistakes, which God has commanded us that we should not make mistakes in when we go in search of Him. If God is love, and in a human love, there is no 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 search for love without mistakes. No love. People have to make mistakes. Then only they can proceed. Then only they can upgrade. Then only they can uh, <coughs> purify their ways. Unless you have personal experience of making mistakes, how do you know that this is the best? So the threat to the religion <laughs> I mean, it's not, uh, I'm not saying that it is uh, officially done, but what we are absorbing, <coughs> what we are absorbing is only fears. That joy, that freedom, that spontaneity, that uh, casualness, informality before God. And now with Indianization, showing all the buttocks while prostrating, oh, wonderful God experience. And people are made to believe that if you go down with prostration like that, God experience comes. I was a firm believer of that. For a long time I was prostrating. I'm not simply saying against all the things. Okay? But, uh, you know, when we hear something, because we don't have any previous sort of an experience, we start to believe, oh, there is something great. <coughs> we have prostration with joined hands and all that. <coughs> we get God. And this uh, coming to the reality of mine, my heart, the reality, my heart is not ready even to bother about love. If, if I am so, so much soaked in my selfishness, how can I think of my love? Love, that is liberating. And if I don't realize that, all this external fulfillment of things, of rituals, I can do it. But the experience. And when we become more and more aware of the restrictions from outside and from inside what we have absorbed through our uh, upbringing, through our growth in a particular way or mold or culture of religion, then only we will be able to slowly start thinking how to get out of them and then recreate which are helpful. But what we have been told, you know, what you learned in childhood, very precious, never give up. But we are never told, have been gone checking, gone <coughs> sort of self, uh, sort of in a search to see whether you are becoming sort of liberated person. 
I don't want to use the word better, but will give a moral sort of a connotation, you know, sin and virtue and all that. But this sort of liberated, liberated to do good, liberated not to do evil or oppress others, no. To be good and to do good. Okay. And this, this sort of uh, <coughs> awareness that what is my religion, what is my understanding of religion, and what are my practices, and what are the practices giving to me, and that concretely I have to go and see, and see whether this gives me some sort of strength within me to be good. Falling is another, another sort of a factor. <coughs> Jesus didn't have any problem with the uh, number of fallings. It's only priests who have problems. You know, they will say, this is your last fall. Henceforward you cannot fall. If, even if your leg is broken, you are not supposed to fall. You hang in there, but don't fall. Okay? This, this is our, our spirituality. Jesus didn't have that sort of a thing. So my religion, see, we see that Jesus was free to question his religion. <coughs> Are we free to question our religion in Catholic Church? Are we given the freedom? Legitimately. Or aren't we all threatened, frightened to question? We may question quietly in our mind or with some of our trusted friends, but not in public. Cannot. Then you are threatening the existence of faith. You know? <coughs> if Jesus could question, and we are supposed to be like Jesus. Only question is, he was a searcher. He was a true searcher of uh, true liberation. Many of us are not that way, so let's say that in our, in our questioning there may be a lot of, a lot of drawbacks of it. But then we should, be, we should be allowed to question, no? Now why the threat of sin is being sent out? of the Catholic Church, excommunication, or no teaching, no uh, performance of uh, sacraments and all these things. Does it go with search for liberation? <coughs> so we, unless we taste a little freedom, through some struggle, because we, something happened to us, etc. We cannot see that we are heavily laden with heavy weights. Tremendous amount of weights are on us. They are not liberating. They are not liberating. And how to, uh, that's why many of us are not bothered about, no? Now the, one of the big complaints about uh, charismatic is, they are, they are encouraging guilt. 
we must be for people who are freed from guilt not the other way about that doesn't mean that they are going to commit sin because they are out of guilt they are with freedom for god not freedom against god but our, our sort of belief is this that if we threaten people they will not commit this sin and how much it has worked that nobody questions how much practical it is people don't question what happens to the person inside no one really questions in our religious life also we know that no no one is personally no no one is allowed to question a person personally this thing of we will be successful persons will be how if we are always impersonal don't interfere don't know around about others affairs etc and when it comes to the spiritual matters spiritual level my god you just don't know around at all even the superiors cannot ask us because that met something personal that is something personal means the others are not supposed to know okay and then we are talking about freedom the mutual growth etc these are all you know in our in our religious life we hear so many why we get a lot of uh, conflicting feelings inside because we know that all these are big lies no one is bothered about them none of us are bothered about none of us is bothered about such things what we are bothered is to make impressions the right type of impressions then again coming back to this you know uh, how uh, with little little liberating feeling only i'll come to know why this is not helping me or that is not helping me etc it's not to escape some practices or get to, to get up early morning for, to attend a mass etc no that's not the thing that's not showing liberation <coughs> if there is personal serious search then people don't go after laziness once in a way it may happen but they don't make laziness the main aim they will be struggle and they will be willing to struggle so slowly slowly we come to to realize there are so many suffocating factors in our religion and we have to realize on our own because if i see some examples and etc they are not suffocating you are trying to spoil our mind and all these things or understand each one in the personal liberation process should come to realize what is what slowly and we don't uh, enter into the fullness of wisdom all the time we have to acquire little by little and this is the the craving what we have to build up the craving to experience light 
or to produce life within so that we are <coughs> we are able to be with god who is the fullness of light and uh, uh, talking is easy and then when we come to say this okay i have to experience god at once our mind will start saying oh there are so many anti factors anti god factors in me this is different from oh so many sins are in me the difference at the moment i am not able to more clarify or say it in, in all its clarity what is <coughs> what i mean by oh suddenly those sins and the other factors which do not help me to experience god or the others because sins are little very much narrowed down and we can simply say so many other things oh they are not sins they don't come into the <coughs> of course uh, the <coughs> scrupulous persons will bring everything into sin even the breathing also they will bring into sin that's not that's not a healthy way of living you know my my whole uh, whole feeling level has to be brought into this not some pick up some little bad word there or little uh, story i made about uh, lies made about uh, a person no but there are so many other things which are against other people and against myself and if i go on neglecting me because i don't like me how can i tell myself how can i become very self confident oh i have found god i don't think any god is telling us you find me without you but it's a complicated business this finding god jesus says you lose yourself so they all these complicated things should become concrete for us straight to un- to be understood to be understood in the flesh and mind because they are not supposed to remain as mysterious they have to be experienced when we experience those things they remain no more mysterious no more ununderstandable so when i have to, when jesus says if you want to me or if you want to grow in when god you have to lose yourself concretely when we come to such situation experience those situation of dying to oneself not as pious activity not not as a devotional practice but as a real dying then we understand what jesus meant that's why the insistence should become very 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 much for all of us religious and all of us catholics labels and of course for everybody the personal experience which our indian old tradition non christian tradition ever has they insist on personal experience we experience on knowledge without 
with least bothering about personal experience.